record on your side just so we can, you know, in case I fuck up like I did a few weeks ago. Finally happened. It finally happened. Yeah. Everybody Biff got gets me. one. Biff, yes, apparently everybody gets one. <laughs> Tell him, Peter. Yes. <laughs> apparently everybody only gets one. <laughs> All right. You got stuff to do. We're going to get right into it. I do? I don't know. <laughs> so here we go. Three. I don't know. Do you have stuff to do? I mean, what, what's the big, what's the big no, Saturday I, night? I might be playing VR games. Who knows? I don't know. Dare to dream. All right. Now, here we go. If you do play VR games, what games are you going to play? <laughs> Hey, Biff, where did George Washington buy his hatchet? I don't know, Jacques. Where did George Washington buy his hatchet? At the chopping mall. (laughs) (laughs) You have a very sexy voice. Did I ever tell you that? No, but you do. Oh, (sighs) go on. Okay, I will. Hey, Biff, why did they call Lincoln Honest Abe? I don't know, Jacques. Why did they, Lincoln? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a silly person. What was the joke again? It was. What was the joke? Why did they call Lincoln Honest Abe? Oh, you tell jokes so good. <laughs> Is there a punchline? Because uh, that's what was on his campaign button. <laughs> Use another box. <laughs> I don't get jokes. <laughs> I do love to laugh, though. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. This is Jacques. And I'm Biff. <laughs> You know, the next time I was going to threaten you with violence on Biff's behalf, but he's not a, no, he's not a violent guy. Um, Why would he be violent towards somebody who spoke like that? I wonder. Hmm. Interesting. This is Joe, by the way. Hello. Uh, We don't have Biff today, but we had Biff earlier today. Joe, we have just been spoiled with awesome guests. Um over the last several months over last year we've had more and more guests and i keep forgetting it's like oh yeah we have the drummer from public image limited and we have this guy but last did you week make a wish <laughs> but last week we had a sideshow guest john tobin who is you know the biggest person behind the comedy scene in boston has been for 30 plus years he says he is not a comic but i don't I don't remember laughing more or a funnier person ever being on the podcast. Yeah, that that is not an untrue statement. Look, you figure out what adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Bored. (laughs) He's dead. Boredom. Seriously, his stories were hysterical. Just the way he talks is hysterical. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, next week's 
you know, sideshow will be just as funny. Finally, after a year of trying to make it happen, we had this. I want to say a friend. I I say a friend now, but Dave LaPointe, the host of Complaints and Observation, a podcast that hopefully is coming back soon, but it's been my favorite podcast for the last couple of years, along with, well, you know, ever since Gilbert's uh, done the dirt nap, you know, Complaints and Observation and and Open Mic Pain are the two podcasts I listen to most, Uh, but, but anyway, so Dave's taken hiatus from his podcast, but it came on ours. It was delightful. It was long. In fact, I split it into two podcasts, one which will drop next week, and the other one I'm not sure when I'm going to drop, but it's just Make it Dave. the following week. That way, that way we don't have to do a regular podcast you know, two weeks from now. <laughs> I, might, I might do a special Thursday drop of that because it's just Dave explaining to me, dumbing it down as much as you can, the European soccer system because oh, yeah, it's, that's a Thursday uh, side show. It's it's insane. It's because the way it works is like okay, you have this. If you are in Italy, you're in this league, and if you're in England, you're in that league. But here's this league we play in together. Oh, by the way, here's this other English league with the other English teams that aren't in the league. And if you were like a season ticket holder, you're showing up not knowing which of the. 14 cups we're possibly going for this week. Uh, but but he, w- he was great in helping me uh, figure out what, um, you, know, w- you know, what is what. And at that point in the podcast, you had much better things to do. And Biff had much better things to do. So. And by much better, you mean anything else, literally <laughs> anything else. No, I mean, I, not that I would have much rather not. I, I would have rather, I would rather have stayed and talked to Dave more. I would have probably started thinking of cartoons when you talked about the <laughs> football stuff, but yeah. So, and then we just had, I, I don't know if it was a sideshow, like Biff, Biff came up with the ideas of some sideshows about bands and stuff, but I don't know if Biff was more excited about any sideshow than the one we recorded today that won't drop for a few weeks with our new friend, uh, you know, Infinity. Yes, Sarah Takagi. Um, yeah, a very interesting person, uh, local to us. Uh, so that's refreshing, you know, <laughs> actually, uh, no, wait, no, Dave and John were both local to us. What am I talking about? Yeah. But for, for Biff, you know, I should, should I, should I actually try to figure out, like go to Google translate and see what they were saying or well, just let just it ask ride? Biff. Nah, oh, you don't yeah, trust the source. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, let, let the fans Google Translate. You know, okay, that, that's fun. fair. But but That'll we got fun. we got a couple really fun sideshows. We just had a bunch of great ones. You know, John Tober was great, and the one coming up next week with uh, Dave Lapointe is is fantastic. Um, but you know, since 1989, Joe, I've only been in one band, and that is beyond id um i i've sat in with other bands and i've jammed with people but i've only been in one band uh and that's beyond id i changed the name to dan cray and beyond id even though we're two pieces uh, about 15 years ago uh, just to be funny but i finally saw a band that i i think i desperately want to join and uh i think the barrier to entry is pretty low I'm sorry, the Banana Splits are not a real band. Oh, no. I break it to you. But the Dunk Kings are. <laughs> <laughs> the Dunk Kings. You're talking about uh, Supergroup, Dunk Kings? I, I am. 
Yeah, and that that was the Super Bowl commercial that probably stood out the most to us Boston a holes uh, <laughs> because it stars uh, you know Ben Affleck going through a pretty rough midlife crisis and with his wife Jennifer Lopez and his best friend um, Tom Brady and then also <laughs> Matt Damon and that, and that other guy um yeah, it's it's funny because Matt Damon was on Colbert a couple days later, and Colbert busted out the outfits, which so <laughs> they sold out. It's, it's like, like in nine minutes. They were yeah, insane. they were made available online, like the, the these track suits or like sweat like a sweat uh, sweatshirts or a hat or something like that. Like all their Dunk Kings uh, drip uh, <laughs> sold very quickly. Um, yeah, they're doing a second run, but him and Colbert put him on and Colbert's like, I want to be in the band. And Matt Tim's like, yeah, that's all it is. If as long as you have the glasses, that's literally all it takes (laughs) is this shirt and those glasses. Uh, and, and unbeknownst to a lot of people who have lives, the Super Bowl commercial did very well. It turns out there's a four minute backstory, um, like, like, it's really flushed out. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's like an origin story of where Ben Affleck came up with the Dunk Kings concept. Dunk Kings, if you don't know, is, is attempted to be being like a boy band uh, or uh, some sort of like, yeah, I guess like a boy band or, or a rap group or something like that. It, it, but it was mostly Ben Affleck um, and t- DJ Tom Brady, a couple of unnamed uh, dancers and Matt Damon reluctantly on the side. As sort of a hype man there's yeah there's there's one episode or because there are there's there's many layers where he goes to a recording studio and it's just great and then he goes to meet with an influencer who's a choreo you know choreographs it but my favorite thing is is matt damon had very few lines but uh it's really hard to be your friend sometimes <laughs> you told me you do this <laughs> you know when I said I'd do anything for you, this is anything. <laughs> right, yeah. Basically he calls in a favor. How do you like them donuts? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so uh you know what? Did, did you feel did you feel a little like, you know, Matt Damon being dragged into my web when I made you drive to Port uh, uh yeah, Portsmouth, New Hampshire with me? Uh, May, was it made or no, it was Portsmouth, New Hampshire last week for a show. A little bit. Do you feel uh, no, bit- no, I mean, because we've made those sorts of treks in the past before, and I actually genuinely wanted to go with you. You know, it's not like for, I drove to your house first. Like, I That's actually true. went to your place. It's not like you, you know, sent somebody to get me and put a hood, hood over my head and <laughs> throw me in the back of a van. Well, I had to take that one hood off that you you wear at the other meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or more. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if looks could kill, I'm a dead man. Uh, so, yeah, um, on the comedy front, uh, Jim McHugh has, well, basically, he gave me a couple potential shows and he had me come up, open the show, which he was headlining, which was great. I, I've done three or four book gigs through a couple people recently, but they weren't headlining, but it was great. Um, oh. I didn't think I was hosting, but I did. But then I needed Joe to kind of help with the timer and and light the comics and um, help me figure out 
because as a host, you got a minute between the comics to tell another joke. And I'm like, yeah, which one next? Uh, so, and for the most part, we got their times correct. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, we, we met this one guy, uh, Sam Buck, fantastic comic, uh, fantastic guy. And a couple people got at the last minute. And somehow in my head, that meant, even though Jim gave him like 10, ten minutes, I, I gave him seven. Because Even I'm though dick. on the paper it said seven. But right. You, I think you, you know, you cross mojinated the numbers. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. I, I was promised there would be no math. <laughs> there was, there was actually none. Those are just the oh, numbers were written down. Any number, just write any number. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. And then Jim did. Jim's like, okay, here was four more shows over the next month, which pretty much my my goal of two book shows a month. I'm uh. I'm doing about four at this point, and uh, there's a couple. There's a couple fun ones coming up. At these, uh, he does these Best of Boston Showcase at Smitty's up in Maine. There's a few different ones, but they're a trek. They're a couple hours away, and I gave Joe the dates. They're a month out, and said, "Hey, we can listen to a couple Strike Force Fives to some old Gilbert podcasts on the way." So he might go with that. But that was super fun. Thank you for going, Joe. Um, oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I wasn't at all nervous because I was a little nervous like the week of, oh, I got to host this thing and open it. And then it got relayed. Oh, no, there's a regular host who hosts this every Saturday. And then when I got there, it's like the regular host said, all right, so you ready to host? Um, Turns out that that host who regularly hosts was actually going to be a featured comic. So, yeah, that's where you came in. That's why you were there in the first place. Not for your, you know, yucks. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you were it, hosting. But it was, uh, and then, and then after the show, and then after the drive home, then the real fun happened as Joe and I, as only we got, I was going to say only we could enjoy. Now, management sat in for the first hour, hour and a half of watching old family feuds. Well, we interrupted them. Like, your 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 family was watching uh, Steve Harvey Family Feud reruns. But then Joe called up his old Plex and pulled out a week of Family Feuds from 1979 in which different sitcom families competed for charities, and we were treated to... You know, uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie and family with her husband, David Mr. Bernie. Baxter oh, <laughs> Bernie, uh, against the Gabe Kaplan less John Travolta, not there. Uh, welcome it was back, Ron Palillo. It was basically Ron Palillo <laughs> and uh, the woman who played his wife, who I can't remember her name, but. Um... Uh, yeah, and she was easy on the eyes too. I mean, do, uh, she, do you have that this like really low cut like not even a blouse? It was, yeah, I guess it was like a blouse, but it, like like if she had cleavage, she'd be showing it. Like it was that sort of right, you know. right. And uh, yeah, it was great when you know you could be a lead actress on a show with absolutely no breasts back in those days. You know, it's well, you know, you can you can it, it hasn't gone away. You know. Um, I mean, you know, yes, now you have your cat Dennings and such, but you know, there, listen, there's room for everybody. There really is. Um, I, I mean, gotta say though. for Ron Palillo, I mean, there's <laughs> lots of room. Uh, Maris Baxter Bernie, uh, she, uh, did we see her play in three fast money rounds and at least two? Probably don't, they, they had only been two. And, and, and you got to get to 200. She went up first, and I think got like 160 something and 170, you know. Yeah. So the second person up, all you have to do is not. 
<laughs> pee your pants on national television. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was close. Turns out it was That's close. Close. Well, when when anyway. So now we're really in the rabbit hole. But that that was super fun. Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, Meredith Baxter Bernie, no slouch either. No slouch. Like that hair, magnificent. I mean, the glasses. Oh, it it made the whole set. And I forgot, she was on there. She was there because she was part of a show called Family, which was a show that kind of was under my radar because it didn't get rerun a lot in the 80s. Um, I was obviously more in the Family Ties, Meredith Baxter Bernie, as I think most people were. Um, so that was just unusual to see. But then we also had the Waltons who, like I said, you, you offered me a million dollars to name one cast member from the Waltons and I will lose $1 million because <laughs> I could, I, and now, even after watching that episode with the Waltons cast, couldn't give you one actor's name. Could you? Cause I don't. I used to know John Boy Walton's name because he had a tiny career in the 80s. Like, I think he did an episode of The Love Boat, <laughs> <laughs> which I'd have to go back and look. I might have done an episode of The Love Boat, <laughs> you know, at, at one point. Yeah. So, and then that, who was the other family? Uh, oh, the the Ropers with uh, Norman Fell and Audrey The Great. Lindley. The great Norman Fell. Jeffrey Tambor. He didn't do his classic, uh, you know, Norman Fell take to the camera, but it was still a delight to see him, you know, right before his, his fall, like right before the Ropers was canceled and Ooh. Norman fell hard. He, he and, and you know, it's funny. He was, he was part of the Rat Pack. He was in that mix. He was in the first Ocean's Eleven. You know, he was one of Sam, you know, and, and Frank Sinatra was like pals. Like, you know, the, the whole premise of Ocean's Eleven was Frank wanted to do a movie with his friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would play like heavies and sort of in some movies. And he was the landlord in The Graduate. Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. So he got typecast and then became the landlord in Three's Company. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, thank God. So, TV scholars have have debated for a decade whether whether you know Jim from the office look to the camera was a nod to to Mr. Roper. <laughs> Norman Fell really made his own in in the seventies and early eighties. No, Norman Fell was more of a mug. Like that was a fourth wall breaking. Like oh, he's like smiling because he just zinged his wife on TV. <laughs> Whereas Jim is more of a smug. Like I'm yeah. so much smarter and cooler and good looking than these people. And let's face it, his wife was begging to be zinged on TV, but more by, uh, you know, Jack, you know, Dripper. You know? <laughs> no, Jack was a kid. She wasn't into Jack. Oh, she would she would have had a Jack sandwich. Um, a Jack and, hammer, if you will. Oh. Ohio. <laughs> so, yeah, I almost got, I you know, I got an extra day, actually, of watching TV because we got snowed in this week. Oh. Mm. We'll be we'll be talking about the blizzard of February twenty twenty four. Like um, for those who don't know, did did your kid have school canceled? No, everybody. I think everybody in Mass and uh, got canceled for the most part in anticipation of you know Snowmageddon twenty four, because it was you know coming up through New York and they got snow and New Jersey got snow, and. I think parts of southern Massachusetts maybe got snow, but up, uh, you know, typically snow comes from the north, and usually like Lowell, where you yep. live, gets hit the hardest. Hammered. You got a zero. 
like like they canceled school maybe five thirty six o'clock the night before, like a good thirteen hours heads up, which I appreciated. Um, you know, the only thing that I really appreciate is um, it's about noon because they knew the school was canceled, and 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 management are like, okay, let's not tell the boys. Schools cancel. Let them go to bed at the regular time. They need sleep. Maybe they'll catch up on sleep. No, we live in an age where the moment school is canceled, the text messages went off, the billboards went up, the carrier pigeons swung by, and so they stayed up late. But the the oldest one, you know, comes out of his cave around eleven, and I and I just give him like kind of a, I'm a pissed at you look. He goes, "What's the matter?" And I said, "Dude, you said you promised." that you would shovel this time without me asking you to do it. Oh, okay. I'll do it. I'm sorry. He goes over, he puts on the boots, he puts on the jet. He had never opened the, the shades in his room. He takes one step out, looks back in. I hate you. You should have hit him with a custard pie. And he turned back around just to like add insult to injury. But he did. He felt bad. He got up late. He's scrambling to go outside, make me proud. And he did. He, you know, by falling for it, oh, I laughed and laughed. And and then you foolishly went to sleep while he was still awake because, you know, no way he's going to stop you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, man, you know. Um, But yeah, yeah. So we got nothing. We got, uh, you get nothing. You lose. You know what they say about New England weather, Joe? Oh, yeah. I saw a funny meme on um, social media where it's Bob Barker at the wheel with a contestant, and it in uh, in the caption said, uh, "This is how New England temperatures are decided." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like all the numbers are jumbled on the wheel. <laughs> oh boy, that was funny. That made me laugh, and it incorporated the prices right, which I enjoy. Hello. Uh, so we, we, you know, we had one of those life curveballs thrown to us. I won't bore everybody with it except a manage- third kid management uh, got pulled over this week. She didn't realize her, her registration had expired. They left her on the side of the road and impounded her car. And for the last week, we don't have it back yet. She, it, it was, she went to the registry, registration said she had to go to court, court said she had to go to the police station, police station said she had to go to, like, Back and forth, like five trips with all this stuff. It's a nightmare. I will tell you, though, there's no bright side, but I will tell you, it was incredibly nice when you have these crappy situations and you find out, oh, yeah, you got buddies you can call who are there. You know, it, it was a, it was a, a real George Barely moment, you know, sort of speak. Uh, you know, uh, Joe and I have a friend, you know, Jim. You know, maybe I'll play his jingle right now. So that Jim, who I, I haven't talked to, I don't talk to him much. Joe talks to him, you know, probably daily, probably text with him or, or you know, pretty much a lot. Um, but he he knows a little bit about this kind of stuff. I called and he's like, oh, dude, I said, I said it, dude, I feel bad. I haven't called. Do you know about this? Could not have put on the tights and cape any quicker to, to kind of really help. And then the town that it's in i have another friend it's like 
you know, it's cheaper to tow to his house and, and figure out the thing versus staying on the lot and paying 50 bucks a day. So I was able to call him and say, hey, can I tow this here? And he was like, why did you call first? You know, just of course you can. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was and it was it was. And then, you know, management's boss was like, oh, this is horrible. No, you're not renting a car take this car for the weekend and it's just nice nice that like when crappy things happen and and you know you 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 have these friends who are like yeah dude i'm sorry you're going through this how can i help and 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 not just you know we got more than thoughts and prayers from our friends let's put it like that they it was nice yeah no and i'm glad i wasn't any of those friends i just you know they couldn't help i just i was only i could i helped by staying out of the way that's ah, how I, you no, I by, delivered uh, comedy, right? Whatever. You did. You helped by listening to me, well, bits the whole way up there. So, <laughs> you know, and 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 the and the bad thing is, it costs so much money to get it out of there. It's cost so much money so far that when I got the email last night asking for money to help pay the three hundred and fifty-five million dollar fine. I, I, I just, otherwise, otherwise, that, that's a big fine to pay for um, a registration violation. <laughs> uh, oh, you're talking about another fine by another person. Yeah, uh, yeah, bad yeah. Actions. Look, look, you really shouldn't celebrate somebody else's misery. There's exceptions to every rule. <laughs> and and I'm not celebrating anything because he's not going to pay anything. We're talking about Donald Trump being fined. Oh, no, he found. has to. He has to post the money to appeal it. You have to. You have to post a bond, just like getting uh, out of jail. You still have to post a bond. And so uh, is he going to just like? Maybe he knows friends in the fake bond writing business. Well, that uh, the the state of New York is not taking checks. <laughs> like this will have to be a cash bond, you know, type thing. But that's the thing; he can't appeal it. You, you got thirty days to appeal it, but you have to put this money up first okay. to to appeal it. I mean, we were hoping a lot. Of, I shouldn't say we, me and Joe, but I was hoping, as were a lot of people, that the judge really could have come down. And like pulled all business licenses like forever, you know, you know, uh, the death <laughs> sentence for it. But he just like gave him three years or not. And I don't know what that means. I'm not smart enough. I saw the news story. I said, oh, OK, well, I'll see a, a closer look with Seth Meyers next week and maybe he'll explain it more. But I'm not going to read anything else. But well, he's saying he seems like a law abiding person. I'm sure he'll follow whatever rules are put in place by this quote-unquote judge um <laughs> you know i'm sure that you know if he decides not to follow through with any of this that he'll be you know arrested on the spot and um you see where i'm going with this i 100 percent. but in this case the way it works is you it's not a work your way around it you can't appeal until that money is posted so okay. and if you don't post it by within like 30 days you can't so all the blustering anyways well, again, you know, like you said that money's not going to come from his bank account it's going to come from the bank account of john QAnon american public chunk public um nice i like that uh here's another scam in high school did you ever hear of deca distributed education clubs through america was that was that ever on your radar yeah it sounds familiar yeah it was a business club thing, and I did it, and just recently my nephew did it, and my brother called to say, hey, you know, Cl Clyde's doing that same thing you did, it's DECA, blah, 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 and 
you know, there's there's regional, there's states, and then there's national. And I placed two years in the states, and it was great. And I was explaining what it is to somebody uh, the other day, the the dude whose car uh, house I parked the car at, <clears throat> and he's a big business guy. And it dawned on me what it is is it's this competition. You come and you basically it's a business aptimate thing. You have to problem solve certain puzzles and certain things in, in the business world. And I, I don't remember what I had for breakfast, but I remember and the verb you had a written and a verbal thing. And in the verbal thing, you had you were in a room and there's two people and they give you like five minutes to come up with a solution. And one of them was there's this big cruise ship, it's his first thing, it's a big deal. It launches in a week. It only has 50% occupancy you lose money if there's anything under 75 percent occupancy what would you do to you know get more people in a short time to you know like what what crazy eddie campaign would you have to do it and that's the kind of thing that you did and as i was explaining this to my buddy i'm like thinking it finally hit me after 40 years it's like dude it's all a scam this is probably some business consultant firm that started this club it's a think tank. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like it's a big like free think tank. You know, like we have this problem that uh, we like to have a quick fix solution to and not have to pay a consultant's fee to anybody. <laughs> so we'll get every kid in the st who's interested in business in the high school level. And there's going to be a diamond in the rough. You're going to have to hear a lot of stupid. But I mean, wouldn't, what if you just is the answer giveaway? 25% of tickets, like just paper the, uh, you know, the cruise oh, ship and then take a, take a loss a little bit, you know, versus zero. You know, well, that's the thing. There's no right answer. It's like how you solved, you know, how quickly you solved it, you were judged on, how creative you solved. There was all these different markers. But literally, as I was explaining, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is how the open source things 40 years ago. They got all these kids. Some of them are like, you know, the 4-0 kids who are like, you know, uh, uh, mathletes and, and the chess team. Then there's boneheads like me so yeah you gotta hear a lot of dumb but it's just it's just some way to and then the consultants turn around those are the problems that they got hired to solve yep exactly and then they turn around <laughs> use these kids ideas and then they get the the the, the fee and the kids get uh, a trophy and maybe you had to pay a registration fee to enter it so you yeah. paid them to give and that's when i was simultaneously furious and just like, wow, you guys did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, really. You got, me. you got, you know, well done. And they got everybody because here it is 40 years later, my nephew's part. And I'm like, when oh, you realize that, did you physically turn into a lollipop that's a sucker <laughs> on it? <laughs> oh, that it was, uh, it was great. It was absolutely great. Anything fun happening with you this week? Any, any newsworthy items coming out of the greater Arlington area? Uh, aside from the major snowstorm we avoided. <laughs> no. And poor Joe doesn't have parking for both vehicles, so he has to take his work one into town, take public. He had to take a bus. Two his wife had to take a two bus twice. Buses. Yeah. 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 I had two buses, two ways. Oh, man. Uh, that's. It took me back, though, you know, uh, when I uh, didn't have a company-owned vehicle to use. I took public transportation into the office, 
every day because I was, you know, what I did. I was not fearful of public transportation. I embraced it. I, 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 I kind of was obsessive about it as a young child. So, you know, I got used to the urine smell. I even grew to love it. Um, so, but they, they've done away with that uh, in recent years. So, which I, you know, whatever progress, I guess. But um, no, it was fine. You know, I didn't get COVID this time, so it was good. I liked it. Um, I, I, you know, it, it could have would have been worse if I had to do it to, like literally through like a foot of snow. Um, right, on, right. On the day after, but. It, um, you know, it was a fun little adventure. I mean, you know, no hardship compared to what you and your better half were going through this week with the car. So, you know, it's, I take it, that it's still are. No, yeah, yeah. You know, no idea. Like she oh. has, even though the cop said we didn't put a hold on the car, cops don't put a hold on the car, even though the court said, uh, no, everything's in order. You have X, Y, and C. You're fine. And then the DMV, who told us we had to go to the cops and told us we went to court, they're like, oh, well, now you have to do our hearing, and the soonest we can do it is three weeks from now. So I think the major fault here um, would be the the registry's incompetence. Oh, 100%. You know, you know. At one, because, well, the funny thing is she got pulled over on a Friday night. And when first thing Saturday morning, there's like one registry an hour away that's open on Saturdays. She was there when it opened. They reinstated her license because they took her license. Then when she went back on Monday, because they're like, oh, we can't do the registration without the cops taking the hold off it and a letter from your insurance company. So we got that. She went back to the registry and they were like, you shouldn't have this license. Like it, it was suspended when you got pulled over. And it's it's like they made it sound like she jumped over the counter and hacked the machine. It's like then the person who works here shouldn't have given to me. Like, and probably what happened is that it didn't get entered on the system because it was like late Friday night. And so probably the person who puts that stuff in the system doesn't come until Monday morning. Yep. And so and she didn't know she wasn't like, oh, if I go to this registry, she thought on Saturday morning, it's like, well, this is a nightmare. I got to go do this on Saturday and then go get my car. That's what we thought Saturday was going to bring. You know, fate had other things. But anyways. And now. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Crystal. Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. So this is one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's called Asshole Neighbor. And I gave John, I said, here's a list of Joe's voices that I would like it to be done in. I suggest Truett McClure from The Simpsons. And because he didn't get back to me in time, we're going with Truett oh, McClure from The Simpsons. Troy McClure. Oh, so, man. So, That's a so, good word. I, I, I guess. This, so this is a half-assed. My voices are all half-assed. You can hear me through most of them. This is probably my worst voice would you like me to do my mcclure impression? <laughs> you're a phil harvin impersonation so this is asshole neighbor is read by troy mcclure in like 50 quotation marks sugar-coated half-assed and make-believe are all the things i knew you'd say Passing out face first on the trampoline. I know. Looks pretty bad. But those asshole neighbors are trying to take me away from you. 
moving targets behind the fence that never speaks. And if you want to, then I'd love to take you home. Not here. We can sit around for hours, paralyzed. You got what you expect from a fantasy. And does it read like a country song? I wondered how long you've been standing there. Do you think you can help me up? But those assholes neighbors are trying to take me away from you. Moving targets behind the fence that never speak. And if you want to, then I'd love to take you home. Not here. We can sit around for hours paralyzed. told you to change the locks the first chance you get to call the cops and I've wasted enough of your time and I've wasted enough of your time and I've wasted enough of your time and I've wasted enough of your time. Not a dry eye in the house. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. What, Joe, is uh is happening in the gaming world? Uh, you know that you you uh you just showed me a bunch of games before we press record. You're you're living in the virtual reality world. I am. I'm trying to escape this hellscape 2024. I keep saying that the year for some reason, but um, yeah, I'm taking advantage of your generous Christmas gift of the PS4 VR headset. Uh, so I'm using my also the the social liberals here in Arlington are, are you know uh, letting me borrow video games for free at their library can you imagine that so i'm doing just that i borrowed three games do they have a lot more games because they have more shelf space because we burnt all the books from the black and gay writers oh no no we live in massachusetts sorry sorry okay we still we still have those books right yes we do Uh, okay fantastic yes we do no there was no uh letter from the governor saying that these books had to be removed no none of that here in good old usa Anyway, so <laughs> historically um, speaking, it's always the good guys who burn the books, right? It depends on what books you're talking about. <laughs> you know, uh, I have three video games here from the PlayStation 4 era for VR. One is called Farpoint. That's the one I was playing the other night. 
And that's the one where I genuinely got spooked. Like the premise is that you're an astronaut that gets, you're on a, you're on a mission. Yeah. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. And you're with two other astronauts in another vehicle. And uh, the three of you get sucked into this wormhole. And they had landed on this planet that you landed on months ahead of you or whatever. And you're out there to find them. And they leave little like uh, holographic breadcrumbs of like basically like holographic diaries that show what they're what they're doing at the time. And but another facet of that is that you have a gun in which you are used to shoot, um, you know, creatures that could be inhabiting this planet that may be out to harm you, uh, like, say, dog sized spiders. Um, which, you know, you're on a desert planet or a desert part of this planet. And of course, the only inhabitants right now around you are these, you know, spiders. And these spiders don't just crawl on the ground that you step on. No, they stop about 10 yards from you. And then they leap at your face like a face hugger. And when you're in virtual reality, I don't know if you're a video game connoisseur like I am, but VR is supposed to simulate reality. And when a Fucking dog-sized spider jumps at you, claw, with legs first, at your face. You are going to jump back. I don't care how you know technologically savvy you are. I was like those 1920s audiences <laughs> where the train was coming at the screen. Like I and I and I yelped. I was like, oh, oh, I don't like this at all. Oh no, I better shoot them before they get me." And, um, you know, and then it happened like a second time. And I, I was a little bit more braced for impact, but still I was like, yeah. And then another thing about this VR experience is that with VR, there's a real nuanced way of designing these games so that they don't screw with your equilibrium. Because if you make it too uh, dizzying, like if you're, you can't turn a lot in these uh, situations because it's when the environment turns and you physically don't, it's like the room is spinning. So you get nauseous and you have an ability to turn off the turning in this game or just, or, or turn it on in increments. And I decided, you know, let me be bold. I'm going to turn it on in increments. Big mistake, nah. big mistake. Not a good, even like a little tick, like you're like shifting the perspective, like 10 degrees. Um, that in and of itself, after about five minutes was like, Mm, I'm going to go sit down for about three days because I don't want to. And, and this, plus you're battling spiders that are shooting things at you and jumping at your face. You know, it's, um, it could be a little uh, jarring. So Farpoint, it's a fun game, but it, it small doses. And the other two games are Iron Man and this other game called Moss, which might be a little bit more up my alley. You're, you're leading this little mouse around this forest and solving puzzles and stuff like that like that's probably much more up my alley like okay puzzle solving some platforming you know beautiful environments that i can kind of breeze through or look around in you know take calgon take me away type places <laughs> that is a little bit probably more parallel they do have by a, i did learn that they do have a doom vr game i don't know if you know doom I, i've heard of it i've heard yeah, of it it's called doom VFR. I'm sure the F stands for fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, uh, I, I tinkered with the idea of maybe getting that game. But then I was like, now after playing Farpoint and having like a, just a dog-sized spider jump at my face and me being startled, maybe I'm not brave enough to tackle, you know, uh, 
caca demons from the <laughs> depths of hell um, in virtual reality. Maybe that's a little, you know, beyond my um, purview. But anyways, I'm having fun with the VR. Um, God, it's somebody. I mean, that's a win for everybody. It's a win for everybody. What about uh, you? It's, well, no, no. I mean, you know, it's uh game there's a little bit of a respite of game playing on the homestead for all but one um our, our our oldest can be playing games but i'm taking you know a break and largely because i haven't been as productive for the last couple of weeks but the little guy has lost game abilities for a while so you know i could have sworn i heard you when you called me a couple of days ago you heard i thought i heard a ps4 controller clicking in the back and you were uh, you heard a ps5 controller clicking playing a ps4 game because resident evil 5 is a, that's a, i knew it's only that so you don't uh, even count re5 as a game anymore it's so ingrained in your daily routine i don't play game it's like since, I, don't, I don't smoke i just have, <laughs> i just have it when i drink since then right since since that thing it's like yeah these systems are coming out of every room but you know the oldest one and anyways just mm. because but but uh, but there was a big game played uh, last week, and uh, and from what I hear, uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend won some big trophy thing. I don't really follow <laughs> sport, but I, I I know she was happy that you know something won. Yeah, uh, that, I I watched the game. I watched the Super Bowl. It was fun. It was. I watched, like, I watched the last tenish minutes only because after after being together. Over 20 years and 17 of those years being obsessed with New England Patriots, management all of a sudden is interested and was calling me, asking me, well, if this is happening, what does this mean? If this is happening, because she was staying at work, um, and it was one of those things where, oh, my God, she called you to ask about football while she was at another place? Right, like <laughs> relentlessly. So I'm like, wait, are you – and she was kind of not explaining really so and th and then when i logged on for some reason she was like eight seconds behind or yeah she was eight seconds behind so i'm looking at the screen i'm like no this they just the score is this so what are you talking about um so i did I, I watched it and i gotta say it was i haven't seen american football in, in about three years it was kind of almost fun watching a game you really didn't care who won? It was liberating. It's liberating. It's like you could really enjoy the game because if if San Fran, uh, you know, was doing well, or you know, if they if they scored, you were happy. Um, same thing if they, you know, Kansas City got an interception, you were happy because it was like, hey, this is exciting. Look, ooh, this the momentum could shift in any moment. This is a real nail biter, you know. Uh, the way you know there there were two field goal records broke broken you know there was one set on the first like the san francisco kicker kick, uh kicked the longest super bowl kicked field goal um in history until um yeah. you know about like a quarter later when kansas city's uh kicker kicked broke that record by about four yards hold my gatorade <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, maybe he also held the record for the shortest held record <laughs> in super bowl history but so, yeah no i went to overtime and it was fun um i you know the missed opportunities by uh by 
um, San Francisco, like a real, a lot of shooting themselves in the foot and just like, you know, giving, get, like, like, like Atlanta with the Patriots, giving Kansas City just an inkling of a chance, just giving them enough room to breathe and enough, you know, opportunities to but score back on you. you we know? know it's scripted and it's fake and it's all to help Joe Biden hey, win. Jo well, Joe Biden immediately afterwards, his Twitter account said, just like we wrote it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, and Hillary Clinton tweets out basically what I said. It's like congratulations to Taylor's boyfriend and all of Kansas City, which made a lot of the right people really mad. Yeah, and I know we shouldn't praise the machine. Uh, a little bit, it. a little bit. We shouldn't uh, praise the machine, but you know, I mean, and you say thoughts and prayers earlier about something, but um, um, what happened after the Super Bowl win in Kansas City? You know, um, it's still being worked out. Like I still kind of kind of don't know what happened with the the, 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 shooting. the latest. It's a couple teenagers and a beef. That it it wasn't a terrorist thing. It wasn't people mad at at Taylor. Like luckily, it wasn't some fanatical like mad at that. It was just two or a couple kids or a couple kids and friends just and a squabble that nine kids you know luckily you know it's one death it's horrible it's absolutely I mean, but, horrible did you hear the tape of like the actual gunfire i mean that i was, saw it, the video for like like all these parades i don't know if it's a news station across the street and it's the overhead shot and you hear those shots and just everybody running and and it, it, like but it, it wasn't was, like a pop 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 it was yeah you know like this was a semi-automatic or whatever it is a state that has almost no gun regulations. And, 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 the scary, and the scary thing is with that, I'm not going down this rabbit hole, is like how many good guys with guns are shooting other good guys with guns thinking they're shooting a bad guy with a gun? Like luckily one, one gun person was apprehended running and like a cop's yelling like, you know, tackle that person. And luckily it was at a event with a lot of football fans who yeah. had the game jerseys on and <laughs> they were suited up and ready to play coach. Yeah. Luckily some, some brave people actually tackled these assholes. And, you know, under, speaking of Taylor Swift donated a hundred thousand dollars to the GoFundMe of uh, the family of the victim, one fatality. Um, as did as did Kelsey's, yeah. um, Kelsey's the next day, same thing. They both, so you know, it, it's 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 nice when you hear those things, but yeah, that's just it shouldn't be. It's horrible, you know. And, and the sad thing is, it's like, and as much as we joked, you know, about like the the, the court situation with uh, with you know that moron, the 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 big fine he got this week, almost did not make the news at all. There was another campus shooting that day. So, I mean, which does it? It did it. it. You had to scroll like 20 stories down on any news place to find. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Because it's it's what it. Right. It's like yeah, Biden's Biden's um, memory loss was a big topic the, the week before. And now this week it's uh, Trump's uh, fine. And uh, yeah, but mass shootings are daily yeah. for the most part. And it's just like, come on, man. You know, you really mass shoot. If you want to get right, on the right. top. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> really up the mass in mass shooting. Oh, um, you watching anything fun these days? What am I watching? Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm kind of breezing through like old made for TV movie stuff. I wish I had taken some notes of like what I've clicked on, but nothing really 
stands out. Uh, we talked about the We Are the World thing from the previous We podcast. did. You talked about it, and Joe said, you got to watch this. He has not steered me wrong. Management and I watched it. Um, the Greatest Damn Pop, the documentary about the We Are the World recording, which management was a puddle of tears almost the entire time. Mm. I was a puddle of tears only 20% of the time. And my biggest takeaway is, holy crap, Lionel Richie, Lionel, Lionel, Lionel. Lionel. Uh, the dude, what a day. Like he host, I mean, he was hosting the AMAs that day and that was the brilliance. It's like, oh, all these artists are going to be here anyways. Their labels are flying them in, putting them up, getting them car service. So we're not going to have to spend a lot of money to get the, what was it? The 40 biggest names in music. Yeah. Minus John Denver, of course. (sighs) (laughs) This was 85. Um, (laughs) Tell, tell, because it's a great line. Yeah. I mentioned in the last podcast, but Paul Simon was said to uh, say to somebody that uh, he looked around the, uh, the group of musicians that were all hunched together uh, uh, to sing the chorus of We Are the World. And he looks over and I think he says to like, you know, Ray Charles or something. He goes, um, wow, if a bomb falls on this place, John Denver is back on top. <laughs> uh, some of the stuff that here's Ray Charles, here's Stevie Wonder. And I forget which one has to go use the men's room. And the other ones goes, I'll show you where it is. And as they're walking away, I, you know, was it, was it, was it Bruce Springsteen? Quincy, Bruce Quincy, Springsteen Jones. Quincy Jones or somebody like that. The blind leading the blind. Literally the blind leading the blind. Oh. Because I guess he knew his way around AM, A&M Records uh, studio enough to know where the bathroom was. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a great, great special. It's a great, it's great. If, if you're over 40, especially like, you know, a, a product, like if you were around when that song hit, uh, and the thought that went into it, it's, I'm just so glad that that was all documented, like every bit, like the, the, you know, it was just great. It was just great. It was a great call, Joe. Um, I've just been spoiled. We've been spoiled with these great rock docs over like the last few years, but this and was it's one of those things where like, there's so much stuff on streaming now, like you can't even promote half this stuff. Like you literally just have to go on to a streaming service and whatever's on their front page. You know, if it strikes your fancy, you watch it, you know, and this just happened to come up. And it's not like the title is a little generic, The Greatest Night in Pop. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you see Lionel Richie, We Are the World. I'm like, oh, it's about the making of this awesome song. Uh, yeah. D- yes, I'm in, you know, but you kind of have to learn about it through word of mouth almost because, right. you know. Where do you advertise it on Netflix? You know, Netflix went like during Oscar season um, or whatever, they promote, you know, like their movies and stuff on regular television commercials. But something like, you know, these little, little docs uh, kind of fly under the radar. So you really have to just sort of be in, be there when they come out to see them. It's, um, it's interesting, and, I, and I've talked about, like, last year pitched a show to Netflix. And in the meeting, you know, with our good friend Ronick, um, Netflix 
turns out they see their biggest competition not as Peacock, not as Amazon Prime, not as Hulu, not as whatever else is out there. Their biggest competition is Netflix. And they have so much content that like it's competing to get on that front page. So who so they're not entirely buying shows based on the name and the screen cap, but you have to have a fantastic name and a fantastic screen cap to even have a conversation. You yeah. know, um it's and they've recently become like over the past year or two, they've become the home for like murder, like true crime documentaries. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them start to look look alike like you know like last month there was a um uh a documentary about like a a cult you know that kind of came and went but like that's the thing is that these documentaries burn for about a month right or a couple of weeks even did and you see the mur the, the the murder one where it was the husband who killed his wife turned out it was the husband did you see that no. one oh no yeah. And I, you're, you're just telling me about this one now. Right. Yeah. You know, the, it's right up my alley. The wife was in one of those multi-level marketing things and she mm. went out like that. It's that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, then, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, what about the one where the couple, like the American couple, by the okay, way, yeah, they yeah. travel, they travel to a like Caribbean Island. Uh huh. And then like one of them becomes victim to a crime. Wow. And it turns out it was the husband all along. Kind of, you, know? you know, I mean, it's, that's, I, I don't know if it's that one that that's an aside that Joe wrote for my standup when I talk about that, you know, my wife asked if anything happened to her, if she passed away and I'm clear to the charges, because you, you got to <laughs> throw that in there. Although speaking of that, I, I, when we were, <laughs> when we were at that Portsmouth show, there was one guy in the audience that was, I think he came by himself. But he was like talking back to I think Jim McHugh. Um, Bold and, like, move. Oh no no no! I know what it was. It was um, uh, Jim called on a woman in the crowd, and she was there with her date. I don't know if they were boy they were boyfriend girlfriend at least. But um, he wasn't that into it, and you know. But she was like kind of throwing him under the bus, like trying to get Jim to target him a little bit, and he wasn't like the, all that you know, into it or whatever. And I looked at Jacques, I was like, are we watching the beginning of a Netflix documentary here? <laughs> like, like yeah. this is like, like she, uh, she wasn't, I, I don't, I don't want to say heckling, but these older comics that I've become pals with have all said since the pandemic ended and these shows started back up, Maybe people are used to talking to the TV when they're watching a comedy thing. Yes. And they're not, again, they're not heckling, but they think they're kind of part of the show. Right. Well, I think that's sort of like the, also because social media makes it so much easier for everybody to be the stars of their own movies that it blurs the line when like, oh, okay, well, here's an actual physical show happening right before me. I'm here. I'm right near the so-called star of the show. Let me insert myself into this spectacle by talking loudly and, you know, getting the attention of the star and then interacting. Yeah. So it really blurs the line between like there's no distance now between right. the viewer and the performer. Um, yeah. So it's a it's it's a it's a kooky situation. Right. And, and but then you have a guy like Jim who Jimmy Q, who is a crowd work guy who relies on interacting with the audience. Like he solicits information from the audience as part of his act. 
So yes, you can expect that maybe some audience members who are eager to give their information might be more, you know, apt to do that. Well, and the thing is, she was really, like you said, throwing him under the bus. He wanted nothing to do with it. Jim wanted to move on. She kind of wanted to be the center of the attention. And I remember Jim just said, it's like, hey, man, you uh, you got to step outside and uh, go to the bathroom and uh, get in your car and keep going because I have a feeling she's not like this tonight. I have a feeling if you don't like what's happening to you right now, she's going to have that happen to you every restaurant you go to the rest of your life so just say you got to go wash your hands just sit between us say yeah i'm not even talking and just go outside keep going (laughs) just and you're welcome right and i don't think she got the joke because she was too worried about i don't think he was making a joke how about that (laughs) um so we covered that Uh, and so i'm watching and and i finished watching it there was a one season it was a weird kind of animation called Beware of the Batman. And it, like DC tried to launch a Saturday morning thing a couple of uh, 14 years ago with the Green, Green Lantern kind of got a, his own show with this kind of quirky animation type thing. And it only lasted one season. So it was like, but it was like, 30 episode one season type things and it was an interest a different take on alfred instead of robin this mm, c-lister called katana um whose weapon of choice you guessed it a katana. oh <laughs> uh, and the funny thing is i kind of had heard this before the reason the show's numbers did well, but it didn't move the toys. The toy line didn't take off. And essentially, you know, the production company, like, hey, we're going to do the show for free. You know, we'll make it. You'll air it. We'll break even on that. But where we're going to make our money is in merchandising. Uh, let me stop you for a second. Yes. I mean, you have young kids, but not that young. Right, they don't play with toys. Uh, I don't have young kids who play with toys anymore. Do kids play with toys as much as they did back when we were playing with toys? I know adults now, <laughs> like uh, yeah, like like a lot of toys now are marketed towards adults who grew up playing toys in the seventies and eighties. Yes, well, nineties. So the thing is, and and I I just know this. It's like again from pitching so many shows with Ronick for a good decade. If, let's say if you're pitching a feature to Disney, you have to, in, in your pitch deck, have to have the ride from the show or the movie. Now, most likely, you know, it's not going to warrant a ride at Disney, but part of your pitch deck is the toy line that's attached to this. And the that's merchandising, the, yes. and that's. And that, and look, we've heard the stories why some things were rushed. I, I forget what movie was rushed because they had a tie-in with McDonald's yes. and a toy inside the Happy Meal, and so like production was behind. It lagged. I forget what movie it was. Me too. I, I kind of remember the story now that you mentioned. Right, but that, but that's the thing. And 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 somewhere in this office, and and by somewhere, I mean if I turn around and reach my arm, I have the McDonald's 
uh, toy, the Green Lantern ship that he flew around in uh, on that series that came out the same time this one did. So I had some toys from that from McDonald's. But again, yeah, I mean, yes, the toys do sell because if you go to Target, there's a whole whatever version of uh, whatever movie is out now or coming out next quarter for Marvel, here's the, you know, the Miss Marvel characters, and here's the Lego set from the Miss Marvel movie. And I, I guarantee you just saw um, uh, Madam Web this week. Yep. I guarantee you, if you go into Target, there's a Madam Web Lego set and some Madam Web, uh, Ma- uh, blah, 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 blah. Madam Web action figures and Possibly. whatever the next DC, like I, I guarantee the, the new Aquaman movie that didn't do so great. Gee, I wonder if two years of court battles. You mm-hmm. know, well, thank the- you for reminding me that I saw Madam Web literally just four days ago because we went on Valentine's Day. Uh, we went because my wife worked on the movie because they shot some of it in Boston. She worked on it as like a shopper for the costume department. But she was excited to see her name in the credits. Big, you know, big uh, Marvel movie, you know, not Disney Marvel, Sony Marvel, but still. Um, it was an exciting moment up until the point when she didn't see her name in the credits. And uh, then that, that, you know, that soured the evening a bit. Um, you know, I was like, oh, and, I, you know, and yeah, I, I think I, there must have been some mix up at the paperwork or some I don't know or just you know a lot of times people just don't get credited you know like there's only so much room on that black screen for names um you know but it well I'm sure and the digital version it'll be on there I'm you know sure J- Jason Lee Jason is it Jason Lee no mm-hmm. what yeah like the action star no no oh god who who played um Count My Oh, 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 Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee played Frankenstein's monster and the first Frankenstein and the Hammer film uh, franchise, you know, with his best friend as lead as Dr. Frankenstein, uncredited role. Did he make a sound? Did he he make a yummy sound at least? Uh, Because if he didn't talk, he might not have been eligible for credits or it was one of those things but also what was it the 60s like the late or late, late, late 50s, 50s early 60s late. yeah they didn't I mean, know they didn't know yeah like there was like different like but what we, we, it didn't help that my wife filled out a paperwork a form that said how do you want to be credited in this film and handed it to the person who supposedly filed the paperwork anyway whatever maybe she, she got, shouldn't have put Chester McGee in quotes in between her name. <laughs> oh, you know what? If she in the section where it says "Do not write in this space," she wrote "Okay." That's what happened. And now I know what happened. Uh, it was a big misunderstanding. But no, you know, at least the movie stunk. Um, oh, did it stink before the credits rolled? Uh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. There was. Let me just say, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but during the ending, there was audible laughter from multiple parts of the theater not just some jerk behind me but several jerks around me um i already apologized (laughs) already apologized i don't know why you're bringing it up you randomly texted me ha ha and it's not like why did and you wrote back why did i just write ha ha it was like one of those time life mysteries of the unknown you know a friend of yours watches a bad movie and then something cheesy happens at the end the ss minnow (laughs) how did he 
<laughs> Hello, Wendy. Um, yeah. And, and, anyways, uh, I'm Madam Web. <laughs> Madam Web. Uh, wait for digital. That's what I'm saying. If you're, it, it's. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I I enjoyed the Marvels. Probably because we saw it at home. <laughs> Probably because we didn't spend a hundred bucks if we took both of the boys to tell us how much the MCU sucks. So, Ooh. yeah, uh, we're working on it. Uh, you got a parenting tip? Teach your kids not to tell say things like the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean you know I think uh, uh, in, uh, no. I do not have a parenting. But you know what? I am grown enough where I am. I, I'm no, dare I say, evolved enough at this point where if I don't know the answer to a question, I can confidently say, no, I don't know. That shows growth. That shows confidence in my incompetence uh, and my lack of preparation. And I'm not going to make some lame excuse like, oh, it's just right over here. Let me go get it. Oops, I fell and broke my femur. You know, like the, I don't have to do that. I don't have to cop out and make up some sort of witty, <laughs> like uh, some sort of joke, as, as you comics call it. No, <laughs> I don't have a parenting tip. You, you see, because because from what I've been told, and not told directly, but where my mother never stops giving parenting tips, and she's eighty, and you know, I, I figure, you know, maybe the girl. Here's my parenting tip. Uh, and maybe this is just a me thing, but I, I trust your kid as far as your wife could throw him because I could throw our little guy. Yeah, I could probably throw him pretty far, especially if I'm on the balcony, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> 10 feet down. But, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, all, all screens are now confiscated because even at school, he now has to go completely paperless because he cannot not find ways around firewalls it's become his thing to figure out oh challenge accepted uh you know and and just the other day you know it's like okay you can have my phone you are sitting right next to me you can only watch your youtube <laughs> and he figured out oh youtube will keep playing if you do this shrink the screen down and then get on Snapchat and tell people I'm not supposed to be on Snapchat, but I'm sitting right next to my dad who doesn't know I'm on Snapchat. He thinks I'm watching YouTube. Boy, is he dumb. He is right. He is right. But he didn't factor in that his mom has a Snapchat mirror to her phones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but here's the thing. Uh, question to you, dear viewer. Joe, who got in more trouble? Of course. <laughs> you know, so so my thing is trust him as far as your wife could throw him because uh, <laughs> hey, you know and what? From what I understand, she throws like a girl. She does. You know, she throws like a girl who throws like a girl who doesn't throw very well. <laughs> she throws like she's a the, girl. She's the woman version of a man who doesn't throw very well. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I gave my parenting tip and you give our you give our closing. In closing, I would like to thank all of our listeners. You can follow us on social media, Carnival Personnel Podcast on Instagram, Carnival Podcast on X. Uh, I think we have a, a Facebook still. Uh, yeah, I think so, right? Because didn't you get messaged on Facebook from uh, people with the John McHugh episode? So that's nice. 
Uh, Facebook's worth uh, something at least. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, you know what? Give us a, oh, I think Google Podcasts went away. This is sort of inside baseball. Google Podcasts went away. So I don't know if we were, on, I think we were on that. Um, and I think all that stuff, like, had to get migrated to YouTube premium. I'd forget the, anyways, if you're listening to us, what do you care about those other fucks who are on Google Podcasts? They can go find us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and uh, Podbean, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, it, yeah, this, this has been fun. Um, thank God for climate change because uh, <laughs> we have not seen a, uh, I saw a flake this morning and then it quickly dissolved into a vapor and it went away and it didn't land on the ground and I didn't have to shovel it. So there's that. So we'll, we'll, we have, um, we have that to look forward to. I, I don't know if the uh, groundhog saw his shadow, nor do I give a fuck because um, we're, we're having a mild winter. It's the second mild winter in a row for us New Englanders. And uh, give me more is what I say. Give me more mild winters. I don't care for all of this snow. I don't care. I'm sure it's good for the environment or whatever. You know what? No, we, we don't need it. We've had enough, enough snow already. We're, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you? Uh, what else is there? I think that's it. I think it's the end of the podcast, right? No more talking for me. Would, uh, happy Black History Month still. <laughs> Oh, you thought I forgot. Ooh, you thought we two white guys at Carnival Personnel would forget Black History Month. Well, we did, but we caught ourselves at the last minute. So now we saved ourselves. Whew. Uh, sorry, NAACP. Not this time. Nice try. Better luck next year. We have, this is our last February podcast of 2024. Uh, happy leap year, everybody. We won't see, we're gonna, you know, we won't see you for another um you know a couple of weeks but um you know just hold on tight because this is going to be a wild and wet year ahead of us 2024 is who you bet I, I said 2024 yet again i love this i love saying the year for some reason 2024 uh a lot of things happening a lot of stuff to be edited out of this ramble. Oh boy! Oh, he's not going to edit out anything. All right, I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up. So, um, yeah, stay tuned next week for the uh, the Dave Lapointe podcast from Complaints and Observations. Formerly, uh, I did listen to the last episode, which was all I needed because I got the gist. I got the gist from the last episodes of what the previous hundreds of episodes were. Um, now that was just fine. And maybe I'll go back and listen to, you know what? I went back and listened to some of the old episodes of our first podcast. And you know what? Not bad. I was a lot more energetic back then. Uh, a little less beaten by the world. Uh, you know, this was like right around when uh, Trump was just starting to be ruining our country. So, you know, I hadn't been weathered as much as I, my voice was like not as gravelly as it is now, probably because I've had less dairy. <laughs> since you know for like this is a this is like six years eight well no six it's 
let's do some math. 2017, uh, seven years. Thank you. Thank you. Our statistician is just show, show me the sign. Oh, that was also the wrap it up asshole sign. All right. No. All right. Now keep going. Uh, stretch. Is that what you're saying? Stretch. <laughs> We're short. Oh, no. Um, you know, so, yeah, seven years of just like no confidence and um, eating bad food, uh, getting tingly feelings in my left arm. Um, these are all um, these are all things that will happen to you if you don't take care of yourself. They say sitting is the new smoking. Well, I, I I'm I'm sitting about seven packs a day. Let me tell you, <laughs> I this is like I'm gonna be next episode. I'm gonna be you know through a um, uh, one of those uh, voice boxes. That's how that's how you're gonna hear me. I, I've been sitting for so goddamn long. Look, I'm I've been going so long on this wrap up that that noise you hear is. Uh, snacks being poured by our co-host. Uh, I'm sorry, the host, not co-host. I'm I'm a guest. Uh, Jacques is the host of this thing, um, but he handed the reins. This is like a Make-A-Wish thing where he hands it off to me to wrap it up. Oh, let's let the let the little uh, happy champion speller here. Let him wrap up a podcast. You know how poorly he talks. Well, let's let's see how long he can go on his own. Um, what else is in the news? Uh, oh, no, I'm not supposed to be reading the news. I'm supposed to be wrapping it up. Well, good day, everybody. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Until next time, do not forget. <laughs>